Not 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 just because of you so much, but just because the the, the way the world look at it, I, like you know I'm a, I'm gonna put it in terms you might uh, relate to the chakras and the and the energies of the world just happen to line it up this way. Oh. Finally, <laughs> I'm really really glad you decided to, but I've been really wanting to get you on it, Steve. Ready, everybody. Equal Vision Records and a whole bunch of other stuff we're gonna get into. But what's up, Steve? On the real, I'm glad you did this. And I just want to say this before we start. There's two people I've been chasing. Sophia Vergara, she hasn't been getting back to me, and you. So there's hope. there's hope. I got hope, Steve. I've, uh, well, thank you. Um, but, I mean, uh, I have no idea not not. why anyone would want to hear me say anything. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I became a big fan of you. As the years went on, like I was, I, you know, I know about the label, obviously, you know, we all, we, we all came up around the same time and stuff, but there's certain people that stuck out from what they did coming from our world and still lasting as long as they do in our world, which is our, it's, it's all shark infested. You know, it's so hard to come out of this world, no matter what you, where you end up and not only on top of that, lasting and then still lasting with the same soul and heart of the of where we came from, because that gets lost. And as when business and stuff gets bigger, that could get lost to some people. And what you and never did. And I say this because I've watched you from the outside and I've always kept that. I'm always with I'm. I'm a positive guy, but I'm ready to talk shit on anybody who's phony who I feel is phony. You know what I mean? I don't care. Phony, tough guy, phony, whatever guy, you know, I, I don't like that shit. And um, I always said this about you. I was like, you know, crazy how people don't know. They, they thought, you know, cause the label and the styles of bands and maybe that we were separate worlds, you know, cause maybe like, you know, the meathead from New York was different than what was on the 108 label. And I'm going to get into the upstate meathead that you guys were because meathead was involved in this whole thing. But somehow people thought it was a separate world. And I always felt the love from you towards all our, you know, the bands, you know, the, 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 the gorilla bands, the meathead bands, you know, it was never... You know, and, and I always said that I always kind of used you as an example. I was like, yo, you know, that's the era. What I remember where everybody was into what they were into, but we were all under one umbrella. So you fascinated me in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and I have questions forever. So I'm just glad you were able to do that. But before that, right now, I know you must have been working because I know you're a workaholic. Oh, <laughs> I, I am at work. Yes. Yeah, I uh, I bought a new I bought a building. I never yeah. I never owned a building for for Equal Vision, and uh, we've been renting this place where we are in Albany for like twenty plus years. And they got new owners, and they really raised my rent. And so I started to look around for a, a place to purchase, and I purchased it. And so now I've been down there most of the week, like 
cleaning stuff, painting, like, you know, just like laying, you know, getting some stuff ready to get laid out. And then like, today's the day I'm in my office trying to do, get my office stuff done up here. So, and, and this is something that I want people to know because, you know, you took something from, um, making something for your friends the label like hey let's you know let me give it make something you know to put my friends out and then seeing something and then working it um how, what made you want to do it this long because i know we know especially from your side as good as you we all intended to be when you're on that side of a record label you have to be an asshole sometimes I'm assuming, you know what I mean? So I see it sometimes it's like, man, if I own the label, you know, you got it. Sometimes I know how band guys could be sometimes a little bit living on a fantasy. And sometimes a label might bring them down a reality and they might look like, oh, they're just being as an asshole label. And um, you being involved with a lot of these guys that were your friends, did it ever become a problem? Because, you know, you've done a lot of records with a lot of friends, you know? Uh, I mean, Sure. I mean, you know, like it's, it's difficult to manage expectations, you know, yeah. bands, you know, want to be big and maybe they deserve to be big. And maybe I do not live up to their expectations and, and somehow or other we, we let them down. Um, you know, I, I, you know, try to keep the friendship through it. And sometimes even if it gets rocky while it's happening, you have enough base there that it gets you through like, you know, four or five years from now or something like that. We'll start talking again or something. But I mean, I haven't, you know, like I only, I only have one band that I, that I didn't really, you know, like I don't have a relationship with anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, we're, we're not, some of the members we are, but like, you know, some of the main guys is like, no, I'm just not, you know, doing it. That's what I, I feel a lot of positivity coming through. I might just go eat a salad and like do like <laughs> people out. Yo, what's up, Mike? Yeah, no, this we're gonna get into this too. Cause yo, shout out to you. Look at mad props for giving us a place to to be able to do our thing, especially during the last couple of years. That that was um a lot of people, you know, did it because, hey, you know, hey, let me get online. You know, let me tell everybody uh, we're going to do a, a, you know, a little. Yeah, get in here, Mike. You know, we're going to do a little. Um, What do you call it? A, a, a you know, a, something good for the people. But it was a kind of that, you know, you do it because you felt like it was the, the thing in style to do during the, that three year vacation. I know for a fact right away, almost everybody in my close circle was like, yo, I'm at Equal Vision. I was like, what? And they're like, man. You know, they found me a spot. Yo, I'm lucky because blah, blah, blah. Like Mikey, I mean, a lot of people, Mike or whatever. I, I said this many times. I said, fuck, if I, I wish I lived there because I'd be. Yo, let me in, Steve. Me too. That'd be great. I'd yeah. love to have you. For real. And that's a really great thing. And I'm like, um, like to be able to do that is something, you know, we're lucky that we have people like you because we have people in positions that can help that don't help. Let me just say it like that. You know, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to say this because my wife's waiting and shit. Yeah. My whole fucking life was falling apart. I had I fucking hit it and held it together for as long as I could. Until one day I went, the judge was playing, ready is fucking selling our merch. And when I get there, he's like, hey, when you come up to Albany. And then that was it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, now, health insurance and fucking I'm living the dream now. Yeah, you're like a, a real American. You see, look who we got us. So real American right there. <laughs> no, yeah, came back from Whole Foods, bro. No, of course, no, for sure. I know that. I said that from Mikey, to, you know, to, to to my all the mics and all that. I was like, and, and and what I love again is, I'll brag for you. I don't mind bragging for you, Steve, because you don't do the bragging. And I hear this from other people, and I dig for this because I, you know, I know. When you know when people are doing stuff for the heart, you always did that, and I always felt that even in the past, like I said, um, your connection to the meatheads, you know, to the meathead uh-huh. of hardcore and the heavy side or whatever. I try to tell people, I was like, don't get that Krishna thing twisted. You know, the Cro-Mags were Krishnas. You know what I mean? Like Albany was, you know, the white trash Albany element never changed. Just maybe what they were, what, they were not going to church, but now they're going to a temple. They're still those same savages. I know Albany. I know that era. I know Wolfpack. I know that. And, I, and that's what I, but to me, I was like, um, that's what I loved about our world. It wasn't, nothing was separated in that way. In the way that um, it's in the title of what we are, hard, uh, hardcore music. You know, if it was whatever it was, if it was straight edge, it was the more aggressive, louder side of that. If it was Murphy's Law beer, okay, we're going to be louder and more about it. It was like the extreme of everything. And upstate, I remember back then, the straight edge was the stepping on head straight edge. This is the thing people forget about. I didn't forget about that because I got stepped on a lot by you fucking, all you skinny guys that were able to step on heads. How much of an animal were you, Steve? Because I know you had that animal in you. Because you were and not so much in the bragging where like were you an angry kid? Oh. Um you mean pre-hardcore? Yeah. Um I was not tough. Um, but I got in a lot of fights. Yeah, I mean, I'd get my ass kicked, and somehow managed to hold on to somebody or sucker some punch somebody and run or something. I don't. Yeah. What well, I, I don't know, but uh, I just came from a town that was like you know, like as a teenager, it was just like drinking and partying, and then going over to the next town, and somehow or other because they live three miles away. You're supposed to fight him at the drive-in or something hey, like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's cra- exactly. That's what I was saying. And I was like, and this is what I try to tell people. Like, now it became, you know, it's different. Like, I remember, like, Jen, like, Judge. This is why, I, to me, I always loved, I loved hardcore music. Somewhere along the line, I know where the line is, but that's another story about it, if somebody goes, oh, this is a straight-edge hardcore show. And I was like, what do you mean a straight-edge hardcore show? Every hardcore show I went to had a straight edge band, sometimes an oi band. You know, you might have had a crossover, but whatever. I was like, it just happened to be. I was like, wait a minute. And they were like, oh, yeah. And then there was uh, some type of cross. I saw everybody. I probably saw more Gorilla Biscuit shows more than any. I seen you got judged every the Super Bowls. You would pop up, play a couple songs. You kidding me? But I was like, some somewhere along the line. It got separated where people weren't, you know, allowed. Not allowed, but I don't know. It got kind of whack, you know, separated in that way. Um, wh- who the hell? Where the hell did you find it upstate? Were you a metal guy first? Because I know the metal, the crossover was always with the upstate. You know, upstate. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, like the the Troy Cork, like like Maney and Bob Riley. Like I'm seven, eight years older than they are. Yeah. 
they started coming to shows when they were like 13 or 14 years old. I was like, I liked um, Stiff Little Fingers. I I like Gang of Four. I liked X, you know, like I used to look like that, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And I remember just like we had a, you know, kid that was my age that I hung with had an older brother, you know, three, four years old than him that went to Union College in Schenectady. And he'd come home with this like new music and turn us onto it. And we're like, you know, 15, 16 years old. We start listening to stuff, you know, like he's like, oh yeah, here's the, here's the Velvet Underground. Here's New York Dolls and stuff like that. And then, you know, I don't know, someone, I hanging out with some dudes and, and they go to a record store and they picked up a Dead Kennedys record because they thought the cover was fucking crazy. Yeah. And That's all of a sudden like that. And then we, we, you know, in, I guess, 1981, I went to a Ramon show and uh, at, at a community college gymnasium. Was, and they had a warm-up band and it's just standing there, um, you know, probably drunk and, and like watching <laughs> the Ramones come out. And, it's like crazy hearing you just say that. Yeah, I was probably <laughs> drunk watching the Ramones. Like, I want to be there. Like, I mean, like people people started slam dancing, and I like panicked. I was like in the middle, like getting slammed, and I had no freaking idea what was happening. And I was just like fighting for my life to get to the edge. And when I got to the edge, I was like, "That's the greatest thing that ever happened to me." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I, I then I got like you know just huh. just hooked. And then when I came to college in Albany, there was a scene. And really, that's what I wanted was a scene I never experienced. Like we had some friends that did the same thing together, you know, because because we did yeah. the same thing. But this was a scene of like different kids getting together to have a, like a you know a, a, a kind of a like just a social program, and uh, and I liked it. And it was it was small, but it was it was great. And then whatever, I was in. What do you think it was about Albany? Was it the location in between spots or or college town? What was it? Because throughout my years of touring, Albany was a spot, you know. Uh, I mean, well, the, in the beginning, it was it had a big like punk scene. Um, okay. You know, like uh, there was some some punks and and they and they did some shows and there was a a couple of local bands that were were good and then all of a sudden, you know, um, Dave Stein. And uh, and and Pam Lockrow um, started to put shows on. Uh, first, they rented the, the like a, a little dance hall place, and JFA played there. And then they rented a VFW hall and started doing like bigger shows. And um, those shows just like you know, a big show then was like thirty people. You know, I remember like we DOA played, and there was we're like, oh my god, this is there's almost fifty people here. This is great. You know, and you, I mean. Youth of Today played their second show ever in Albany. That's where I got to meet meet them. But it was supposed to be Ill Repute, Scared Straight, and Youth of Today, and Ill Repute and Scared Straight canceled. So there had to be 12 people there. there you <laughs> you know, that was just a scene then, but we thought that show was great. And the right person was there, right? Like you, that's it. That goes to, to show for these guys, people in bands. Yo, play your shit. You don't know who's out there. Who right. might be that connection because you ended up being a link, you know, to that for a long time. Mike, you remember you uh, both of you guys, you remember meeting each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where was that? You, you were little, I was little. Stein at the time, and uh, we used to go up there for to get yeah. a calling card so we could make phone calls on tour. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew of him before we knew each other. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. It so. was either his it was either his pit bull or Stein's pit bull that trapped me outside the outside <laughs> the front. That was mine. I gave him the Stein when I moved to the Krishna farm. The dog yeah. just sat down in front of me and he wouldn't let me move. I was scared to <laughs> wait for someone to come out and save me. You're like, Sammy, oh, yeah, you guys were your dogs back then. You, Roger, all you guys. It was somewhat, the, right? It went from, like, the New York, the Albany, and then Canada. Oh, you guys were all the dog guys. I remember, like, you know, it was a big yeah, Roger dog. helped me. I, I got him as a puppy, and Roger told me the, you know, told me the ropes, how to, how to you know, try to raise yeah. him right. Yeah, and then now, now you're, you're hearing the punk thing, because I didn't know Albany was a punk. Punk time. I always knew it was like hat underground music because as long as we were touring, I was like, man, Albany's always been a spot. You know, it was the Albany and then the Vermont. And I used to be like, oh, it must be a college thing or whatever. And also uh, in between going to places. And I was just talking about Wolfpack the other day. I was, I literally was saying, I was like, yo, I was like, I actually it, forgot that that could be part of this conversation. I'm like, uh, I never no, said yes. <laughs> I, I was an honorary, um, um, five zero for a day. I'll just say that at one uh, point at one of the shows in the back. I like it. I loved it. I was just like, what I love is um, throughout the years, even with that, like um, like I try to tell people, if if you were really a part of this, you don't have to go to shows or whatever. How could you like not be intrigued if you're walking by something and something's going down right on the same block? That's like a little hardcore show. Why wouldn't you like? You know, let me take a walk just to see. Let me look at these kids. You know, it's like. I don't know. And when I would see that, some of the OGs stopped by just to see what's going on because I know what it is. You know, I used to love it because I was like, man, you can't get rid of that feeling. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, we could all say, um, you, you know, we're into new things or whatever. But how could you deny like all the time we spend with each other? Th this music, I don't think more than more than any music, I think it's more um, relationship based. You know what I mean? I don't think no other music has the relationship you have with your friends that listen to it mean as much as the music you're listening to. No other music scene. This shit does. Like, it's all about, all right, what? Oh, sticking by your friends. Okay. Yo, yo, you hear this? You know, it's always mainly about, you know, you wouldn't be singing about that if you didn't have the one other freak that, you know, you you wanted to sing to. And I was like, yo, a big part of this is that. that. So how could you lose, you know, these people that, you had so much love for. You can lose contact. Shit happens. But I mean, unless real beef, you know, it's something like you, we all shared something special. I always said the, the hardcore scene is like uh, being an X-Men. You know, we have special, you know, a superpower. Like when you see a hardcore kid, I don't care. I'm not talking about, you know what I mean? I ain't talking about a circle yeah. shirt, shirt, a bad brain shirt. That's anybody has that. You see a judge shirt. You see a raw deal shirt. You see in that you like, Oh shit. You know, it kind of gives you if you're in the weirdest place, you're like, that's to me, I'm like, that's where I feel like, yeah, I'm a I'm a proud hardcore kid, you know, and this and, and I try to tell people because since on um, the music is so new, punk rock is still new and hardcore is still new, they they still try to pin it on some little kid music because it's youth-based. And I'm like, um, you you forget um that um you could, uh, you know, people under the age of 18 could only do so much legally that you need people <laughs> that are grown up mm -hmm. to help these things happen. Like, do you understand? Like, there was always labels behind it. There was always, you know, not everybody was 15, you right. know, behind it. Like, you know, it was people that loved the music, loved the idea of the music. And, and we're writing the book now, not us, but like AF, you know, you guys, 
look at Judge back playing shows. Look at these are the guys that they said, oh, they try to say that um, all these guys, you know, these bands were only good, you know, for th four years in the 80s. Yo, we're in 2024. You know, that's true. Look how is it going? That's it's how good they were. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. And that's how good of a time it was. I still you, think the best time I have, period, is like when Gorilla Biscuits plays and we all get in a band together. Those yeah. fucking road trips are better than the actual fucking show themselves. Oh, yeah, the shit talking. That's yeah. like, I, I tell people, if you could put these little, you know, uh, flies with microphones, because I know Siv also, Siv's a shit talker. I talk mad <laughs> shit with Siv. I could go out with Siv. You know, we're gonna, back. we're gonna have we're gonna have a doodle podcast one day. We're just gonna talk shit on everybody. We're gonna hold up like cards with the names and just talk shit. Stigma. We used to do a game with Stigma. He goes, "We'll be in his apartment. It's like the little apartment. He'll turn off the TV. He goes, okay, let's let's talk shit. Pick somebody, and you pick somebody, and then we just gotta go on going on him. <laughs> but, and then not who, what may okay. So these guys, what? I know you started the label because I heard because it was Youth of Today, right? Was it for Youth of Today? I mean, like the first label I ever, I, I did a label, Dave Stein and I did a label and combined effort. We put out this like Albany style uh, seven inch um, with like, you know, Wolfpack and a Troy band and, you know, a couple other Al Al Albany bands. Um, and uh, but then I joined the Krishnas. Like I so, went on that Youth of the Day tour, and when I got back, like Capo and I just moved in the temple, like I was just done, and I kind of, you know, moved in. So, but he went on and put out like the Beyond record. He did some Absolution. He did. He did some. He did some good stuff. But I, I kind of knew, like, from getting it going, like what it meant to to do it. And yeah. then, um, and then when I lived on the Krishna farm for years in, in Pennsylvania, like, um. I was I was pretty happy, but then when I hooked up with my wife, like I realized like I got to do something and get some money, and so like I went to Philadelphia where they Capo had started Equal Vision before me. They put out one, you know, a couple of, of seven shelter seven inches, mm. um, and but they didn't have anyone to, to really run it. Like they gotcha. pressed a thousand seven inches, sold them, blew the money. Just like that, that kind of thing. So I came in and started doing it, and then finally they're like, "Hey, you just do this," and which is yeah. you know awesome gift because like I started a record label with you know Shelter and 108, which were really popular. So it's like I got off to a really good start, yeah, and then was able to parlay it kind of luckily from there. Now let me ask you this: uh, obviously you're rolling with them, so you find the Krishna stuff. It was with those guys you found the Krishna. But what what was like that? What you think was that final thing that you said? All right, yo, I'm moving. Now I'm taking it to the next level because there's a lot. I had boys that were Krishnas. You know what I mean? Right. They were like Krishnas. Maybe they had, you know, they read the book for a, a day and they didn't eat. They just smoked PCP for an hour and they were like, you know what I mean? But then just taking the next step. Like Mike and I share a, a, an early on Christian experience yeah. together. <laughs> I, I, I live, I grew up in Tawako, where we used to sleigh ride down this hill at Camp Dawson. Christians <laughs> came in and bought the house on top of the hill. Wouldn't let us sleigh ride anymore. So <laughs> little kids were like, fuck these Christians. <laughs> and then I get into fucking punk rock and hardcore. I go to the city. I'm like, holy shit, the Christians here will kill you. They'll <laughs> <laughs> so rob your sneakers and then they'll kill you. Yeah, so I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck are these? these the Christians in Jersey are so nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lower recital, fucking steal your sneakers. 
Especially okay. those Troy Krishnas up there, you know. We, the we were we were at a, 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 a we weren't together, but we were at the same show at the at the Jane Street Rock Hotel, and all of a sudden, like there's a, a you know we just hear screaming, like yelling, and right like you know probably ten feet away from me, I think Eric Casnova like is on a stair and he hitting somebody on the top of the head, and then they pull him apart. And then he starts screaming, you ain't the Supreme Controller. You ain't my guru. Like all, all this like Krishna word stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, the funny part about that is I was standing right there. I didn't know him then. But I was standing there because Krishna, and, uh, not Krishna, fucking Casanova and uh, I think Elroy was there. And they were dusted. And he was fucking going. He was like. You did not make me. You were not. And I'm like, I don't know who this white kid is, but he's going to get it. You're like, I don't know, but I'm coming back to the next show. This is fun, right? Like, yeah, what? So, so like we thought my first impression was, you know, I heard some George Harrison song where they sing Harry Krishna. And then I know these guys that have these cool neck beads and they stand on the tent. They stand on the stage. And fuck people up at, at Rock Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, yo, I want in, whatever. I want in. And uh, no, because no, but uh, because you know, in our music, a lot of people fall into. But you know, there's people that take it again. Also, like some of those guys, some of the youth today, they take it to the next level. You know what I mean? And whatever. So it was like, and 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 then you moved. You said that the 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 farm was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like when when we got back, Capo and I both moved into the the temple in Brooklyn. Um, in downtown Brooklyn. That. that was big. You know, that's another thing people don't understand. Like, even if you weren't into Krishna and being in the hardcore scene, especially in New York, you knew about the Krishna temple because a lot of people would, there, there was a spot for people to stay at also and ate also that were involved in the music. So we always had like, you know, blood clot or somebody coming through yeah. like, you're part of the temple. There was always somebody, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, that's how we started. Like we, I, like actually Stein, got me a, a, a book off the subway, a higher taste, because I had like vegetarian recipes in the front. I'd just become a vegetarian. It was probably like 1987. And uh, and it had some philosophy in it also. So I read it. And it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I sent away for another book. I got it and read it. And then I went on tour. Um, and I didn't know Capo because I was like, I had been friends with Capo. But then we had a few years where like he was a little bit wacky and we weren't together you know so much but i was friends with Purcell. Yeah, Purcell was like, hey, man, got, everybody i was supposed to go on tour i was supposed to go on tour with underdog like that was my summer plan i was going on tour with underdog it was like arthur russ you know dean and uh, um and then youth today had got a uh, signed a deal with caroline and got a van and the van blew up on their first road trip and they had this three-month tour booked and i had a van and they said, hey, can you come? And so I called Richie and told him, he said, yeah, go ahead, do it. And so then I drove the van to New York. Like this is like, you know, three days notice, picked him up and uh, and we went on tour for three months, but uh, um, like Capo had gotten into Krishna. And so like we talked and then every city we went to where there was a temple, we slept at the temple. Like yeah. those dudes slept at some kid's house yeah. And we slept at a temple and, and, and stayed there. The first one we went, the first one we slept over at was Miami. And they had like mm -hmm. a restaurant and stuff like that. And we just met somebody, asked some questions for like, you know, a couple hours and just like 
go to the next city. And if I had a place, go there and stay. And when we got home, we're like, hey, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's that that was the one good thing uh, that, that was cool about that. Like you were able to travel. That if you were in the Krishna circuit, like you know, you were able. There was pit stops along the way to get you to where you had to go. You know, you know what I mean. And and that's a good way with music back in the day was able to travel. Again, I used to meet guys from the West Coast. They used to come through, you know, and they were like, you know, same thing at CB CB selling stuff. They were, you know, Christians in a hardcore band or whatever. And I used to be around it. I used to see it all the time. So you used to always bug me out. Now you come out, you you, you took over the late. When did you, how long into there you think into doing the label where you were like, okay, I could do this full time. Like, because I know it's, it's you know, a lot of people try and a lot of people do, but it's a, a passion of love that doesn't always work out for everybody, especially coming from our world. I mean, every day I wake up thinking today's the day the bubble breaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I know that, that it's one of those. But like, um, we're, we're like, um, you you come out, you stay, you start. They say, okay, take this over. You start kind of digging in. Now you start bringing your own work ethic right. and start like, let me start building. Like, you think the label's officially out about so how many so many years? Now you're like, okay, I think I could do oh. this and and see my, you know, I could see this. I'll tell you, I'll tell a good story. So um, we went on tour, Shelter in 108. Um, I don't remember what year, 91 or something like that, 92 maybe, because it just was just like, like the reunion. Um, but uh, um, it was huge. You know, we took, they went on, we took a school bus with all these kids that wanted to be like, kind of, we're into hardcore, but we're in, in the shelter, yeah. but into kind of Krishna too. So like, took like, 20 kids on the tour with us and it was freaking great it was like a great you know i mean had some breakdowns all all the normal tour stuff but we had a good you know we had a good time and uh when we got back like i was living in philadelphia and my wife was in school in new york and so like all of a sudden the tour ends and then we don't see these kids that came on tour because they weren't ready they were going to move into the temple like that's a big commitment you got to be able to say hey i'm thinking making the jump you know and not everyone can do that so then I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't so good with me being married and my wife in New York and me in Philadelphia. Why don't I get a place in New York and uh, and some of these Christian guys can move in. And so that's what we did. And like a month after that, Shelter signed a deal with Roadrunner. And I was right. like, you know, fuck you very much. You know, like, <laughs> seriously, like and then 108, I did a 108 record and they kicked my wife out and they put it out on Lost and Found. And I was like, ah. Yeah. So I gotta say, big thanks because I want to be here. The first band I, I did was Shelter. Or not, not Shelter, Shift. I mean, Shift. They yeah. took a chance on being on a Christian label. And the second band that did it was Crown of Thorns. And I was like, thank you. And one, one of my favorite records of all, all time. I love Crane Yard Blues. I, I loved it. When you guys would come to the apartment, I'd be so psyched. I was going to say that because I remember going to the old apartment. I would tell Kelly that in the city. This is why, again, I remember, again, the love that you have for our meatheads because I know we ain't always the easiest and we weren't the most organized and all that, but we all meant well. We have the, the our hearts were always there. And believe it or not, we do know who looked out for us. Believe me, you know, the ones that are still, we're still here on this earth. We, we've been around long enough to realize like that so it was crazy but um 
yeah, you know, that was the cool thing. You took it, I, you know, you guys moved around. And I think that's what also um maybe helped you stick out a little bit different. Like you guys were in the mix. It wasn't like just you guys were hidden there. You were in Manhattan, you know, you were part of the scene up there in Albany. You had connections to, to Jersey connect like it or not. Cause the underdog band, you know, the whole, that was that Jersey, New York was kind of connected. So if you, you know, if you were in that scene and, the, the the stable of bands you you know you were with basically covered all that it covered boston <laughs> connecticut albany jersey and new york you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that and that's cool to be and then you had again and not being a tough guy label but you know what i mean but which was great and then you had crown of thorns when you put out crown of thorns that's what i think was a big like the cool point where it was like oh it's on 108 but it also didn't blink an eye, but it was cool. Like not till later, it was like, yo, they were on 108. I was on I was with I mean, Brandon was in 108 in Europe and we were on tour and the whole time he had the demo and he'd play it and he's thinking, I said, Oh boy, I don't know. That's like DMS shit. Like <laughs> I don't know. But then uh I said yes. And then um I met Isaac and, and everybody, and I thought they were they were great. Uh, you know, Mike, I, I'm, I remember James Dijon coming to the house. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's a different animal. But, yeah, no, but sure, again, I'm definitely not, we're not the most um, finessed, a bunch of uh, mongrels, but we have big hearts, you know, that's the thing. No, it, was great. it was great, you know, and then Franklin left, Franklin left the band, and so, like, Isaac became my contact, and, like, I was like, you know, he was great. Yeah. And then, but that's what I mean. It it was never, you know, that's what I'm saying. It, it, you know, what do we do behind, you know, you know, as far as if it's uh, what sex you're in, what religion, it doesn't matter what you do. If you, if you, you know, if we're, you know, if you're friends with people and you like what you're doing it with, that's what I'm saying. Nowadays, yeah, yeah. You know, things could have been, it's just, I see you guys as what was the cool thing because there was other labels, if they were at one point a tough guy label or a straight edge label, that it was kind of obvious they weren't messing with nobody outside their own styles. So I liked it. Like the same thing, Epitaph took a chance on Madball, that one record. Mm. I like the idea of, yeah, they didn't expect it. Same thing, a crown of thorns on equal vision. Oh, shit. And a shift, you know, a little bit. Oh, they're getting that, the new swag. Because I remember when the shift kids, when they were coming out, like early on, I remember, you know, like. Right hearing the sound change because I was already following, you know, the into another's or whatever. Now I said, oh, okay, this is our guy, young kids doing that mm. kind of thing. So I saw that whole thing come up, you know, so it was cool to see you, uh, the, the label catch these, a variety of bands. That's what I was saying. I give a, you know, a lot of props to that, to the, the, the label having a lot of variety in the, in the, in the lane you guys took do is a, Obviously, we get feedback from people. Um, how much is brought to you and how much hunting you do on your own, like for that first hunting I mean, as far as? In, in the beginning, like, like you know, whatever you hear through the grapevine, which you kind of know people. So you hear all so-and-so that you know has a, has a new band or you, you play somewhere and you see like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty good. So there, a lot of in the beginning was like people I kind of knew. Um, you know, I mean, like really, um, we were doing good. And then we start, well, my wife, you know, we lived in an apartment, like, uh, Lenny, uh, Tim Owen from J tree lived there. 
um, they, 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 Kevin Craig, the tattoo guy, like we, you know, we lived in that apartment, but when my wife got pregnant, we're like, well, can we have a kid here? I don't know what to do. Like we didn't, we didn't know clue. So she yeah. wanted to be upstate. So we came upstate and had no idea what to do. And then it was just like really rough for a while. Um, and then, uh, um, you know, I got, I, I, I had, uh, we had sheltered, played a show in Boston and the kid that put it on, uh, it was John LaCroix. And, uh, it turned into like this, like FSU shelter riot show. And so like from, from that, you know, thing, like, um, uh, I had met John and then John started a, this, this band that I thought was kind of interesting because it was a cross between, straight edge and football 10 yard yeah. fight yeah, yeah and I, I went and saw yeah. them and they had put a seven inch out with this other kid that i met and i was like well what what do you do what's your plan it's like nothing i i mean i'm sold out like we want to just do this and i was like okay uh I, i'll do it and so yeah. i gave him some money for the seven inch and then i like you know just started with them and from there some other like you know that kind of straight edge like floor punch hands tied and things like that came along and then the next spot was really lucky. Um, Hands Tied had this bass player. He's uh, Sean was his name. He's passed away. But Hands Tied kicked him out. And I felt bad about it. I really went to bat with him. But they had just decided, like, it's not working with him. So, like, I told him blindly, no matter what you do next, I'll just do it. Wow. And the next thing he did was a band called Saves the Day. Well, oh. Uh, yeah. changed everything. Listen, you want to go to Vegas with me? Stay, I'll pay your ticket. Follow the bed on and which you know, yeah, that's exactly right. Wow. That's great. Wow. You see, hey, yeah. see you, man. We're gonna talk. You're the best, bro. You know what's up, man. Definitely. After I heard the lyrics, I understand why you didn't let me sing. Okay, no, but, no, but listen, it, it's that track was for, for Mary Jane, but the rest is on some very positive overcoming shit. So you get, you know, it's equal opportunity. <laughs> for the nature for everybody. Peace out, Mike. All the best. Good deal, man. But no, yeah, um, no, no, it's 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 crazy. And you know what? I wanted to get into, you know, moving along because you did so much. Did you expect the the merch part? Because this is what I'm fascinated by because I do. You know, on a uh, you know the, my own printing and stuff, and mm. it came out of being in a band. And you see how you could promote, and there's also an avenue. Did you expect the merch part? Obviously, it's always been a great avenue connected to music, blah blah blah. Mm. But to almost pass the whole label part, like, did you um, did you see it coming, or like, or did you think that beforehand, or you know, or it kind of ended up that way because it's it's kind of crazy in a way. I mean, the merch thing is is great because I know if I make a dollar shirt and I need 200 bucks, I got to sit there and print 200 shirts. Yeah. The record thing is, you know, I, I put out a record. Yes. And I do, I do that kind of print. Like, please, <laughs> yeah. please, please become popular. <laughs> yeah. 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 And sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't, but like, you know, the t-shirts is more like kind of just like real honest. Here it is. Nice. These, these are these are five dollars each, you know, this yeah, kind yeah. of thing like that, you know. So, but man, you know, what 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 a great avenue connected to it, like um, 
you could still be creative. It keeps you around the music, you know, a lucrative. And also an, a, 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 it gave you the position to give people work. You know what I mean? Like to me, I really see that that's big. There's a couple people that did stuff that I saw. It was you. We have another guy, a friend. He's a something about you straight edge guys. And yeah, you know, some of you guys really mean that shit. And you Christian guys. But one of my other homeboys, he has Ohio pie on his own. He hit me up on, on, on not on putting up a post. It was like, yo, I'm doing I'm putting I want to do a, a like a demonstrating my style pizza like for the day. And, I'm, you know, I know you guys have. You bands can't play. I want to do a little something, man. I'm doing good. Yeah, in my, yeah, right. Yo, I mean, like, I'm getting goosebumps now because these people don't have to. They just love the band so much. And it came in handy. You know, it wasn't like, no, we don't need it. I was like, yo, thanks. And he made something. But there were certain people that I, I could tell he went out of his way to a lot of bands, not just his favorites, you know, the bands grinding and telling them, yo, you come through. I got you. You know, there's a couple of our friends from Texas, the whole squad down there. They're like, yo, you come through, you know, they own a, a Mexican food spot. Yo, any hardcore bands coming through, we got you. And I'm like, yo, that's, you know, you still got to have that. You know what I mean? No matter, you know, you know how it is uh, the same way I believe, you know, you got to You got to throw it to the universe. You get it back. You know, right. I, I believe yeah, I mean, that's what I love. Like we, you know, like, I mean, we haven't had, I mean, we've had people stay at our house. Um, you know, uh, your your drummer might stay with us forever. That was great. That was great. I haven't had bands sleep over for a while. Everybody I know is kind of like, you know, a little older or something like that. They want to get, get, they come to town. They either want to go home or they're, they're not going to stay at someone's house. Yeah. But like when that was happening, I mean, we lived at that apartment in New York. I think we were there over a year before we had a night where it was just the people that lived there staying there. Yeah. We had someone sleeping there all the time. I, I didn't even remember like, uh, you know, um, Tim Armstrong came up to my wife whenever he saw her. He's like, yeah, thanks. I remember sleeping on the floor in there. And I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember it. But like, you know, people stayed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And that's the great thing now. And right now, um, I see you guys got some new bands. I saw a, a, some new music coming out. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're signing new stuff all the time. Like I've kind of like given the creative reins over to, to other people. So, I mean, like, you know, I had a really popular band, Chiodos. Yeah. Um, they saw, you know, I mean, probably between their, their, the three records or something we did, we sold close to a million records. Wow. Uh, but, uh, Great. um, when they played me their songs, I I said, I don't even think these are songs. It sounds like four people bought four different things. They worked on it at home and just smushed them together. <laughs> and and then they blew up. And so I was kind of like, okay, I've lost my confidence for this shit. Yeah, but like, I, if it's hardcore, if it's something like, like straight up hardcore, I still like it. Yeah. You, you know? And, and so that, that I'll, I'll, I'll go after, but like the, you know, I have Dan Sanchez he's done the label for 20 plus years, you know, kind of been my, my guy, gotcha. he's signing stuff and, 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 you know, like they'll, they'll bring it to me and I'll be like, Oh, you know, you know this is cool. And we're, we're trying to keep, new stuff and then we'd sign yellow card we do some like you know reissue stuff and things like that to kind of keep it all going you did um so you signed yellow card i didn't know that we we, we just did the last record and Ooh. we're doing another one yeah we're like you know wow i didn't know that because we toured with them with the hazen street back you okay. know years ago, so that right. wow i didn't know you guys did that yeah, that's cool just had them on, i just had them on good morning america this last week 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like a, a nice band. And it seems to all these bands are, you know, in all those genres, that like that tier of, you know, the little bit older bands now have a lane. If it's the thrash bands, the hardcore bands, like, I don't know why. It seems like that, the, you know, these lanes are like they had a couple of these throwback, um, you know, the bands like um, Story of the Year and Yellow Card shows and they're like selling it out and big shows and I'm like wow you know people still you know want to see these bands which is great yeah, I think it was important to people at some time in their life there was these these bands are really important to people and so it, it like it stays they, they never they never get over it you know yeah yeah no and you a man of many things what I, what's what's your goal what's the Steve ready because you've you done a lot I also know and I'm gonna let everybody know fuck that. I'm gonna fuck that I'm gonna talk my shit I know you an Iron Man a couple of times and I'm gonna talk my shit Steve let me talk it let me talk it for you because you know what I learned something from the rappers one of the I always love rap but they always were full of shit but I learned something very that I did love from Noriega who has a, a podcast he says we gotta start giving the people in our genre, their flowers while they could still smell them, you know, and you're a man who's done a lot, you know, from the scene, you know, you know, being, uh, you know, from a showgoer, being in a band to a label, the merch to helping bands, you know, um, supporting, you know, being in every genre, you know, a similar how a lot, a couple of us are still not all of us, but there's a few of us still on this, but a uh, I, I look to a guy like you who's able to keep the integrity of the world we come from, but still, you, you know, you be a, you're able to take your, your business, keep it honest, and, 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 um, and you do a lot, you know, even though you're quiet about it. Like, do you set goals for yourself or you just like, what, what is it that you could say, like a, a little drop of, of knowledge you could drop me and everybody? Because really... You know, you, you not only that you took a lot on your plate, but you you know you you you've done good at a lot of things, a lot of big hard things to do, and stuff that you got to work at. Like, what are some a little tidbit you could give us? I mean, I mean, I I wish I had a plan. I I I, I don't have a plan. I mean, my my real plan is to you know it used to be like, uh, you know, like I never I never thought I would make a a living off of this. I just didn't think it was possible. I thought like. You know, hardcore is my life, but I got to have a, a gig, you know. And so, like, you know, when I was young and didn't have any overhead or something like that, I would do it. And then when it just kind of became a thing, I'm like, oh, maybe I can do this or maybe I can't. But, like, I never had, like, a some kind of plan. I mean, but so, at some point it became – my focus became can I take care of the pe people that are given so much – to me by working here. And then that's, that's my goal. Now they're busting their ass. You know, can I put myself in a position where they have a pretty decent life and that they're taken care of? Like that's kind of the goal. And, and for, for me, like I, I've far exceeded anything I would have ever imagined get, getting out of, of, of this. Um, so, I mean, like, you know, but I mean, I'm 58 years old now. Like, I I do want to do more Iron Man. I haven't done anything since COVID. And oh, yeah, I want to do more. So I hopefully buying the building and getting that all, once I get that situated, give me a little more time to, like, kind of step away and do my own thing again. 
Um, but, but, you know, yeah, there's no, no plan. I mean, if my kids don't want it, which I don't think they, they do, I'll figure out how to make some kind of like, you know, communistic socialist business and just hand it off to my workers. Yeah, and you want to know what, I, I mean, we're going to end on that, but uh, meaning you saying that you're the one guy I believe that shit from that, that that's where it got you, where you at. And you worrying about the other people because I, I have that problem also. I call it a beautiful problem that sometimes we worry too much about people around us. But the when it comes good, I think it really shows that it's worth it to be like that. You know, it's it, we got we got to take hits for it. You know, sometimes for being that way. But I believe that I believe you're like that, and it showed. And that's probably the great one of the greatest things I've heard that. You know, you being, you know, you giving props to you trying to look out and, you know, to do better for other people. And listen, I believe karma, karma, you know, karma could carry you. Karma could be a bitch. Karma is all that. But I believe in karma. Steve, I'm glad I um, finally got you on again. You got to tell you. everybody over there. What's up? Shout out to you. Shout out to Equal Vision Records. Shout out to everybody over there. Shout out. To every machine you have, because we needed p people to work them during the, the whole COVID thing. But on the real, thanks for jumping on. I'll let you know when this comes out. Steve, keep doing okay. what you're doing. Man, you know, salute you. You're doing, you're doing a great job. This is really, uh, you, like, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I, I don't think I have a lot to, to say, but um, we, I, look at this. This flew right by, and you did great. So. No, I'm glad. No, because for real, I really watch it again. I, I watch, and I'm trying to – I learn from you. I ask questions. Shout out to Kelly because I've been chasing you for a while. Not that you've been hiding from me, but I've been telling Kelly, you think he would do it? Yeah, you got to tell him. I don't really see him. And she always <laughs> told me, if anybody, you always said you would do it. So I'm glad, you know, again – big fan i hope to see you guys in person you know that'd be, good. That'd be great yo everybody shout out go get everything he puts out every t-shirt they got go see him win another iron man he's gonna be representing smoking word tv we're gonna sponsor you I'll, I'll, I'll get it i'll get have to get a try gear with uh with that on and so i got you we're gonna get i'm gonna make you some um a uh, spandex custom spandex for you all right <laughs> all right steve we out here man great we out of here. Peace. Good to see you.